Chara Supply Chain. Highlighting and showcasing solutions for the most complex challenges facing the industry in 21st century by our team of subject matter experts and mentors. Broadcasting every week all year round, we will present the most up-to-date series of podcasts and webinars. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bichara Smaijin. This is uh, Nurhadi House and today we got a special guest, uh, Sophia. She is a supply chain expert and circular economy ambassador. Thank you for joining us, Sophia. It's great to have you on the show. Very nice to meet you, Nurhadi, and very, um, you know, I'm happy to be here and share, you know, any of my insights that I gathered during the last 20 years. So uh, amazing that uh, that you do this show and happy to be part of it and uh, provide value for your audience. Mm-hmm. All right. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about collaboration in circular supply chain. So, uh, Sophia, to start off the discussion, uh, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and your uh, professional background? Absolutely. Um, I guess, you know, the, the best way to, to put it is, uh, for me, you know, circular supply chains are not something new or not even remotely new. I started uh, um, educating myself and picking up this subject 25 odd years ago when I was still a teenager from my mother, when she uh, did her second master's degree uh, in you know, uh, regenerative agricultures and the relevant supply chains in, in food uh, uh, agriculture as such. So uh, it's not the animal agriculture side, but the food agriculture side. And there um, I took an interest you know, in, in those um, books and um, that, that's where it started. And uh, that's where, you know, all took flight from. And in the meantime, you know, um, I just had to put a couple of these aspects uh, to the side. Um, basically, um, you know, the majority of the supply chains were not interested in the circular economy concept or even sustainability for a long time. But let's not jump the gun that far. So uh, from a professional perspective, how I got here, I started working, you know, from the bottom of the organization up to um, director level uh, roles, which meant that um, I started really in the trenches, learned everything from scratch and, and from the bottom up. And that's how I built my knowledge, you know, from operations to project management, program mm-hmm. management, and finally, um, strategic management of, of both personnel and then program management um, for bigger organizations. But of course, you know, there's always, you know, that uh, angle in the background, you know, you can always use your lean tools to move organizations closer to, you know, a sustainable uh, status. So that's what I always tried in the background to, to drive the programs and the projects that I got trusted with. And uh, of course, in the meantime, to increase, you know, uh, my knowledge and to um, to get a broader uh, view of what I was doing, I moved from industry to consulting, so I could, you know, see uh, the picture from from an external perspective as mm-hmm. well and the, those um, uh, those elements. So. So uh, all of the industries I've worked in, uh, FMCG, CPG, pharma, uh, biotech, and, uh, and medtech, all of these uh, industries um, 
can be covered for both yeah. sides and then there's merit you know uh to see the big picture so that's how i got here and mm -hmm. now i'm doing my little company um and there i uh, simply do uh you know uh supply chain consulting and try to get uh the right uh type and the right level yeah. of uh, support for companies to become sustainable and eventually in the end circular that's why we are here as well mm -hmm. yeah interesting uh sofia in your personal view what are future trends in uh, circular supply chains there is a lot going on but i can say there are a couple of distinctive uh elements that we are seeing you know um as part of the toolbox uh, of how circular supply chains can operate and how we can change how supply chains operate, or simply as part of you know uh, the manufacturing uh, side of supply chain where where we can do a lot. So uh, as as I believe most of your audience know by now, uh, circular supply chains really start um, at the design, right? So yeah. we need to design out waste and we need to design. Uh, products and services in a way that uh, be, that they become circular so we can use them longer uh, and even after using longer we can regenerate the materials that we used uh, for the whole life of the product or the service and therefore that can go back into uh, providing uh, material for new products uh, and services right so that's critical and there you know the the main trends that I see um, becoming really solid in the last few years is really turning waste into value right so going through your whole value chain and, and identifying where the waste uh, could, could not get um, engineered or designed out but that waste can be valuable for someone else right so that that will be one of those key things that will provide us further opportunities to become circular and that's what will also drive you know greater collaboration between companies in the future it started already but you know it, it needs to gain momentum uh, the other one that um that i see being uh, not uh, particularly a circular supply chain trend but something that would fundamentally um underpin you know all the activities is transparency and for that we need digitalization right to make sure that uh those um, complexity elements that we build into our supply chains become transparent for both both those who are managing the supply chain and making the decisions, but yeah. also for those who are actually the recipient of the products, so they can trust the company, right? Mm -hmm. and last but not least, you know, uh, it's critical to slow and shorten the value chains. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that you would, you know. I know this is one of the pet peeves of many people, and this is being talked uh, a lot about, you know, how we reshore, you know, certain things from Asia back to Europe or the US. That's not what it, it, it would mean, right? What it would mean is really to place the right supply chains to the right region. So for me, that, that's more about, you know, making sense of uh, the right size of the supply chain and not necessarily... Yeah. Um, shortening it to a point which doesn't make sense right so so these are the key things of course mm -hmm. i could mention a couple of other elements uh like you know sharing economy business models or or 3d printing for prototyping and scenario modeling uh, that can give us better insights into the full life cycle of the product or the service and where we can slip off you know from the circular path in the design right up front but um 
but these are those, you know, these top five really, uh, these, these are the ones that, that uh, will characterize the next uh, couple of years, of course. Uh, uh, I could mention many other, but these are the ones that will definitely stick and provide us value. All right. Uh, many experts say that collaboration is one of the key pillars of uh, the uh, silicon economy and silicon supply chains, right? So what is your opinion on this topic? It is absolutely correct. So none of these that I mentioned so far, you know, the key pillars that I see uh, unfolding, these cannot happen without collaboration uh, between the different partners, right? Of course, you know, competition will be there, but as soon as we manage to redefine, you know, uh, what economic value uh, means to us uh, beyond monetary uh, value, right? So from a social and ecological perspective, that's what circular economy is all about, to make sure that we balance these three elements, um, social, ecological, and economical value creation. And when these three parts are balanced, we get a different picture in terms of how we can make it happen. And there, companies will need to start collaborating. It's critical. If we don't learn how to collaborate, we will not gonna make this ever happen whether we like it or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what kind of uh, relationships, uh, what kind of collaboration practices enable creation of these uh, circular flows? I would say, um, you know, we don't need to go too far from, from what we should have been doing already, right? So if, if I take a look at, you know, the different partners and... Um, different suppliers or customers that we, we have in our linear uh, supply chains, right, at the moment. Yeah. Um, for me, the critical difference is to, to make sure that all of the partners we work with are being considered as, as an equal partner. So previously, we had, you know, practices and methods where, uh, you know, if a company was uh, in a power position, they were, let's, let's, say it straight they were exploiting you know some of their suppliers or even some of their uh, customers and vice versa and that's what we need to you know learn to ensure that that partnership will be beneficial for both parties on all the three different pillars that we mentioned social ecological and economical perspective so there you know the collaboration um, and the methods of collaboration uh, will get greater and uh, deeper. So there, you know, the elements that we need to build into the collaboration will, will go far greater and, and far deeper into the, the relationship than before, right? So there we also um, address or touch topics that are not only legal matter or legislative elements of a, of a partnership or, or a contract, but also um, ethical elements uh, that will provide us value on the social and an ecological axis of this, um, uh, you know, equation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, can you also please provide a few examples how it works, uh, Sovia, maybe from your past experience when you handle a project? Well, I would say, you know, the best uh, projects I could uh, showcase for you or, or share with you would be two startups that I helped, you know, to become, you know, sustainable and, and circular from the get-go. So there, you know, um, I would say the best is to take an approach where either a bigger 
company takes a look at their whole value chain or you know just a pilot of, of one of their value chains and treat it as if it was a startup meaning that you know think through really from a to z from one end to the value chain to the other um applying you know the circular economic principles just think through you know where they where they have based and where they can increase the collaboration where they need to change the principles how they operate and how that value can be translated into ecological and social gains as well right so that's where i would say um building up those two uh, you know value chains for uh, for a medtech company and a cosmeceutical company um was critical for me to you know to see um, that this can be done, but I could mm -hmm. give you, you know, other examples that I didn't have anything to do with, but are great examples for everybody to start with. Um, I don't know if you know the company Fairphone. They are um, a European company uh, and they uh, changed the whole value chain and how um, mobile phones uh, should yeah. be uh, Produced and I said I believe many of many of the audience they know know them, but I could name you know at least uh, fifty other companies and following uh, companies uh, quite closely who are doing this well. Um, but you know this is something that I would say it's not impossible for big corporations. They just need to dissect you know one element or one value chain from their total operation and see and go through that value chain exercise, which is not merely just a, a lean exercise, but quite close to it. It's just where you place the value and how you define the value. That's where, where the difference comes from, right? And that's where the likes of Deborah or myself uh, can help uh, to, to make the company see you know, where that value is and how they can build on that value and how they can build on collaboration with even companies that they mm -hmm. haven't ever thought that they might collaborate with. Yeah, awesome, awesome. All right, Sophia, I actually still have a couple of questions, but we are running out of time. But oh. before we close our conversation, do you have any other critics way that you would like to share with our audiences? I think what's most important is for every supply chain professional, if you haven't had the opportunity to get yourself educated, yeah. um, then please uh, visit Norhadi or any anywhere else, you know, where you got your supply chain education and then uh, please update it and get uh, circular economy and sustainability basics in mm -hmm. your skills and make sure that you start doing yourself everything you can also from the bottom up right yeah. so people think that it's not possible to uh to do at least a little every little counts we are really running out of time i believe uh, most of us have seen the the recent reports from ipcc as well on uh, how we managed to uh destroy the planet as humanity uh that is an eye-opening report i recommend everyone to to read it mm -hmm. and that will really induce, uh, you know, everyone to um, to take action, and not not only tomorrow, but even today. I can share the report yeah. with you uh, if you would like to, Norhadi. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right, uh, Sovia. Once again, thank you so much for joining us today, and look forward to speaking with you at another time. See you. Bye for now. 
at Bichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like and share Bichara Supply Chain and stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.bicharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.